Do you ever feel like you're stuck? No matter what you do, how fast you try to go or how much you slow down, you just don't seem to be getting anywhere. It kind of feels like watching a hamster on a hamster wheel. No matter how fast those little legs go, the thing just spins and spins and spins and doesn't go anywhere. Sometimes that's the way we feel, whether in our lives or in our business, in our work. We're going to talk about being stuck on a hamster wheel, wondering if you're feeling that way, and more on episode 921 of Today's Antidote. Stay tuned for Today's Antidote, brought to you by the Renegade Success Network. Today's Antidote provides an opportunity for business owners and leaders to discover what is real for them and to be impacted by what is real for others. That is the renegade way. Let's get real. We all face challenges and get stuck occasionally and are looking for an antidote. Each weekday, this show dives into a topic that may have you stuck, frustrated, and uncertain. Our goal is to share our value in an effort to help you find that one thing, the antidote to your challenges so that you can get results and make more money. And now, Renegades, we bring you Bob Graham and Tom Brush. Oh, good morning, Tom. Happy Monday. I'm doing very well, thanks. How are you? Um, good. I think I said happy Monday, and you said doing very well, thanks. Doing very well. Huh? <laughs> it's the remnants of the uh, tropical cyclone, right? I guess. What a bust that was. That was like when they call for two feet of snow and you get like nothing. It rained here hard from Friday night until Sunday. It, when we got up Saturday, it was pouring. It was pouring Saturday morning, but that's where I, where I am. And you were, what, 20 miles northwest of me? We didn't get nearly that much rain. Well, when I woke up Sunday, it was pouring. It was pouring Sunday morning. It was pouring Saturday morning. But during the day, Saturday wasn't so bad. And you were out on a lacrosse field. It wasn't too bad there, was it? No, they canceled? Yeah, they canceled. Yeah. No. Yeah. So I was indoors Saturday, outdoors Sunday. Okay. Well, I hope I hope everyone's okay from it. Because I know there were pockets where there was some serious flooding and uh, some serious wind damage. So yeah. not to make light of it. And your Bills won. We went to the game. Oh, I wondered about that. Kind of on a whim. We're like, uh, although I had been thinking about it all week. And I was like, eh, it's not that far. Because they were in far. Washington. They were and in And you were in Baltimore. Okay. Yep. Nice. And I was able to find, because I was mostly worried about the weather. Right. Like, oh, it's going to rain the whole time. Well, at at FedEx Field, where the commanders play, they have um, an area in the lower level where the, the next level hangs over a bunch of those seats. So they call them limited uh, viewing Because you can't see a punt go up in the air or whatever, probably. From many of the seats, yeah. And there are some, stand, some pillars okay. where you could be behind a pillar and not be able to see very well. Well, we were in row three. Three and I wasn't. I had no idea how far back. I only wanted to make sure I was far enough back that we were covered, right? If it was raining, and we, um, so I had looked at row like twenty and whatever. And I, we ended up with row three, 
Okay. And we were right at the edge. So the, <laughs> the seats in front of us were wet when we got there. Our seats were dry. Okay. All right. Nice. And so our, we, we didn't have to worry about limited viewing anyways. We could see, we could, because we were at the edge, we could see it all. So it okay. was. Okay. Uh, wow. How fortuitous. It was very fortuitous. And it was a great game. The game was going very well until I saw the scoreboard that showed your Ravens were losing to the Colts. And then I told my wife, not such a good move, that for some reason I thought, well, the Colts starting quarterback is out. The Ravens usually play pretty good defense. So in her fantasy team, I put the Ravens in instead of the Bills defense. Oh, bad decision. The Bills defense scored 37 points. The Ravens in, in fantasy football score, fantasy not football. real score. <laughs> in fantasy football. As we watched, the Bills have four interceptions, a fumble recovery. One interception was returned for a touchdown. Nine sacks. Basically zero points. I mean, the commanders kicked a field goal with about less than a minute to go, like 50 seconds to go um, to score three points. Other than that, it was basically a shutout. Yeah, that was, and then, and this wasn't so bad, but we, because parking in there was like a hundred bucks. It was crazy. So we went to a Metro stop parked, took the Metro one stop, got out and had to walk a little bit. We're going out of the stadium. We sort of got turned around and uh -oh. we're walking to towards, we were following her phone towards the station. Well, except the station, what looked like a road was actually the, the um the tracks for the metro so we walked about half a mile three quarters of a mile out of our way to have to turn around walk it back to walk all the way back to the station that we parked at <laughs> so that was we got our steps in so okay nice yeah, nice it was, it was fun yes indeed yeah, so I didn't I feel like I was I was actually able to go somewhere. I just was going too far where I was going. Right, right. Which stop on the metro did you park at? We parked at downtown Largo. Okay. Which is the yep. last stop on the blue line. Yep. Took okay. it one stop and then so yeah, yeah, smart move. Well, it was smart until we couldn't find the, yeah. the right road to get to the other stop, the stop at near the stadium. So it was fine. Fortunately, so it wasn't got, raining at that point. That, that's nice, right? Yes. Yeah. So we got this great topic for the week. We're talking about being stuck on the hamster wheel. And this is a result of we've been talking the last couple of weeks about, I'm blanking. I totally lost it. Comfort zone. Thank you, our comfort zone. <laughs> that was this past week. And the week <laughs> before that was what, Tom? Oh, heavens. Last I week was... Uh, getting out of the comfort zone. Right. So we've been talking Before about that was whole idea. in the comfort zone. Yeah. And we've we've both experienced this feeling of the hamster wheel, you know, when you've got too much to do um, and, and you just feel like you're barely making headway. Uh, the other way I would describe it is, uh, 
you know, it feels like you're drowning. No matter what you do, you're not getting above water with your work. It could be that a big project came your way. It could be that you have a big meeting that you've got to lead and you've got to get the PowerPoint slides done and people aren't turning in all the materials you need. I've had that happen. It could be just you feel a great deal of pressure because it's September 25th and you've got some goals for the month, for the week, for the year, and you're not meeting them. Certainly have that one every now and then. Um, it could just be the whole anxiety around just not really knowing what you're doing. I don't know why, but I woke up this morning really, really, really anxious about work. Um, in a way, I have not felt in a long, long time. I mean, I'm anxious about work from time to time. But for some reason this morning, I really was like rattled. And part of it is just... I kind of feel that hamster wheel feeling sometimes. I worked a lot this weekend. I was trying to redo my website, which I think probably is a factor in it. A um, couple of things I, I was, my phone told me yesterday that I'm using too much um, storage. So I went through and I was trying to take out some of the contacts. So I literally went through all 821 contacts in my phone and as I'm going through those, trying to pick the ones that I'm deleting and, and I'm deleting some, you know, people I met through networking, they'll never talk to again, probably, or, you know, burned a book of mine, you never know. And people that, um, you know, just a, a person that you and I knew that died a couple of years ago was still in my contacts. And as I was doing that, I was seeing contacts of people that could have been clients at various times, and I think that heightened my stress level, like, you know, what happened there? And some go back four, five, six years. And I think I think what I came to this morning was, um, I, I don't do this very often, but I actually was doing some meditation this morning because I needed to find a way to really, like, calm myself down. Wasn't and that, I think, that used to be part of your normal routine, morning routine? Used to be, used to be. Hasn't been for... Mm -hmm. eight, 10 months. And, and this is part of that hamster wheel. I know when it stopped. In fact, it stopped when I moved to where I am now to the penthouse. And I was a good life. But you felt you didn't need it. That, that's right. I was moving up on the East side to a deluxe apartment in the sky. And, you know, once you get there, it, but I also, it changed how I went about my day. I had a routine in the bunker that worked and then I moved and as part of moving, it just, you know, it's the usual one thing changes. So you change everything. What, and so often for me, what works so well, that's the thing I stopped doing. And I didn't even think it, what's interesting to me though, is this morning, I actually, when I really was feeling rattled, I went back to that and I haven't, I haven't done that in months. You know, I've done some other stuff, but not that. So I, I think that, are you feeling this way? That's a really important question. You know, I was able this morning to feel that was going on and deal with it. And I think so often other people have been the ones to tell me, it's like, man, you, you just, you, you're, you seem stressed. You, uh, are you okay today? And often it'll be like, yeah, I'm fine. And then I start thinking about it later. And it's like, 
yeah, I'm not really fine. So I think that question we asked today about, are you feeling this way is the first step to realizing something really important. When do right. you feel it or how do you feel it? When do you identify it? Do you, can you identify it as it's happening or is it sort of way down the road? Like, oh yeah, I've been that way for the last couple of days. I don't think we, I think it's very hard to recognize it in the moment. And I think that's what it is. It's recognizing that you're feeling this way. You know, you had also said that you had a conversation with someone and that phrase being on a hamster wheel came up is that, yes. that, and that I thought that was an interesting analogy when you shared it with me, that it just feels like no matter what you're doing, no matter how fast you try to go or how much you try to slow down, you just aren't getting anywhere. And, and I think that's, you know, we can get that way. Like my go-to used to be, if, if I'm not feeling like I'm making progress, I just go longer and faster means work more hours. That was my solution for probably 10 years of my work career was just work more. You know, I give you credit for only doing it for 10 years. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes you have to get smacked in the face to understand that. I That's think not, I did for 20, so <laughs> give not, me a lot of credit. It's not going to work. It doesn't have the impact that you thought. And I probably went a little bit longer than that, actually. Um, and so I think that we don't know any better. That's the hard part. I thought, okay, well, seems like if I try to work longer, that will get me closer to where I want to go. And I think as I look back on it, I realized that many of those longer hours we're not maybe not as productive as they could have been. <clears throat> and so I somehow correlated with if I stay at the office longer, <clears throat> I'll be able to get more done and I'll be able to get myself closer to where I want to be. <clears throat> I think the challenge is, is that when you do that, you recognize all of the things that you could do. So you try to do them like, well, I'll just clean out my email box or you know, I've, I've always been looking at my numbers this way. Let me create a new chart that I can measure something differently, hoping that I'll get a different result. And, and so I think a lot of times when we choose to work longer, I'm not sure we choose more the, the, the work that actually is going to move us forward. We choose the work that's there to be done and that's recognizable and say, oh, I could do this or I need to clean my office. Or, you know, what if I just sit up here and I create another agenda for the meeting tomorrow with more information that isn't really going to have that much of an impact on the meeting that we have? And, and I think for some reason, there's a, that feeling of, yes, I'm doing more things. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. So if you're feeling this way, you might want to go back to our episodes around uh, less is more was probably three weeks ago. Um, and I think you can start to, you know, understand why just by doing more isn't necessarily getting us any closer to where we want to be. It's just, we're just doing other things. We're finding other things to do within that time. Um, and I think what I've figured out now is that I can be more selective in what I do um, and focus on those things that make a difference. Not always great at it, um, and yet it's something that I'm aware of. And I at least try to say, 
okay, if I take a little break here and then I'll come back and I'll focus on this thing that I've sort of set off to the side for a moment, which is really the thing that's going to help me move forward. That I can, I cannot feel like I'm just stuck working and working and working and trying to do something um, and really not getting the results that I desire. Funny you said that because one of the things I really tried to do, I knew Thursday I was going to be working most of Saturday and I thought I might work part of Sunday. And I wrote a list of three things, the only three things I would work on. How'd that Nothing go? Nothing else. And I found myself trying to do other things so frequently. And I made a deal with myself. If I was going to try to do other things, I would stop working and go play my guitar. I logged a lot of guitar time this weekend because it would just be like, okay, I'm going to go play my guitar. I go play my guitar for 15, 20 minutes, then come back and focus on that thing. Three things I wanted to do this weekend. How many did you get done? Two thirds of one. That's it. The other two didn't get touched. Just didn't. In how many hours? Probably 10. And yesterday's hours were with the Ravens game on, some NASCAR on. So it wasn't it wasn't dedicated time. It was probably, you know, commercials. And if it was a boring series of plays, I, I'd work for 15, 20 minutes. I also was working in front of the TV, so I was using just my laptop. So I was transferring some information so it was slower versus being with my big monitor. So I was setting myself up not to succeed. In and I think that's part of it, right? Is like, we call that work. Right. How many times have you opened up your laptop in the while watching a football game or a NASCAR race or baseball game and said, I'm working. We're really working. Yes, maybe you can write a couple of emails or something, but are you really doing something that's moving your organization forward? Yeah, we feel like that's, productive work time that's our solution right and we can't figure out why that isn't working and i i love the image of the hamster because when a hamster is on the wheel spinning they spin so fast i mean it's just like and they do it with like complete abandon doesn't it look like they're having fun it doesn't it looks like they're just trapped in this world where all they can do is spin the wheel and it's spinning so fast. And, you know, if you've ever been on a treadmill and you're trying to go really fast, slowing it down is not easy. And for the hamster, I think they just start going and going and going. And before they know it, they're going so fast. And now they're stuck going so fast until they, I don't know. And I think it's really, it's what we do. And I think like the hamster, we think it's necessary. Or in the case of a hamster, it probably just, you start spinning the wheel, you start moving your little legs. And if you've ever seen a hamster, they're tiny legs. I mean, they're not, <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny to watch, but it starts spinning and spinning and spinning. And I think that's the thing because getting off of it is really difficult. Well, and, my question would be, why would you get back on? Well, I'll go a step further. Why'd you get on it in the first time and start spinning so fast? You know, why did you set your treadmill to eight when you know you can't run faster than six? And I've seen people do it. I, I've done it. 
Well, you think you're going to get different results. <clears throat> I'm sure that some re somehow, somewhere, the, am the hamster thinks, if I get on this thing, the my owner put this in my cage for some reason. So I guess I need to use it. So once I get on it, why isn't it taking me? I don't even know where they think they want to go. Um, and yet they're not getting it. Maybe it's just the exercise. Well, and, and I think you, you said we do it because we think we want to do this. I don't do it for that reason. I do it because I think people expect me to do it. You know, it, it has very little with Bob's expectations and everything to do with what I expect other people to think about you, about me. Absolutely. Because people will know if you're at home working on a Saturday. Well, but that's what you do on Monday. You tell everyone when they ask how your weekend was. Oh, I worked all weekend on my website. Oh, wow. You're really dedicated, Bob. Geez. Wow. Look at you. you you're a model citizen, right? I mean, that's you get what those you words of affirmation on Monday, right? Everyone, did, hey, how's your weekend? Oh, I didn't really have much of a weekend. I worked all weekend. Oh, I'm so sorry. What were you working on? Oh, I was working on my website. Oh, Bob, wow. Bob's a dedicated person. Wow. Right? I guess. Uh, but that's what I, I think. think. I think, I, I think there's a part of that that we have this belief that if we log the time, other people will see that we're logging time and that we're dedicated and things will fall into place. Well, and also I would say for some of us, when we tell others, we get words of affirmation on it. I, I, it's funny that you would say that is that I remember early on in my career, probably in my second year of working, I was asked to do a seating chart for a big dinner that we were having at one of the uh, organizations mm -hmm. I worked for. And so I spent a lot of time on it. And like the next day at a meeting, my boss happened to say, somehow knew that I was there most of the night doing it. That, you know, talking about our committed staff and how I was up doing it that day. So I got some words of affirmation. Probably was like, huh, if I keep, if I do that, if I work longer and people start to be aware of it, I'm, it's going to, they're going to reinforce how valuable that is. Hmm. Had never thought about that as a reason of why. I felt like working longer was the way to get things done. It's funny. I have a similar story. I worked early in my career. First couple of jobs were newspapers. And this was before they really managed the 40-hour work week, that if you worked over 40 hours, you had to get paid for it. That was sort of out there, but it wasn't managed well. So if there was a story, you went where the story was. You went where the... You know, you did you did what you needed to do. I worked probably 60, 70 hours typically in a week because yeah, that's yeah. what you had to do to cover the community. The, and if you got better stories, you got better placement on the front page of the paper and you got the good stories. So it was kind of the hamster wheel. If you logged more time, you got better opportunities, which means you were, you got to write better stories, which means you, you got to be on the front page, which means you got more good stories. And it was a cycle. And I did that for five, six years. Did you go out and buy a police scanner? They gave me one. 
Friday night. Uh, oh, this past weekend, I was thinking about because I live in that community again. So whenever a major event comes up in this community, I'm always thinking, oh, I wish I had a police scanner. And I found one that you can actually have on your phone. Of course. And and I've been listening into a scanner. But yeah, there'd be, there'd be like, hey, a tornado. One time there was a tornado report. Chase down tor tornado. One time there was a huge fire and uh, went out, shot photos of fire, car crashes, police chases. Oh, yeah. And the newspaper, not that they did anything wrong. I'm not saying that. They gave me great opportunities, but the stories didn't happen in a nine to five work environment. And no. so that really taught me, like you, hey, doing more creates opportunities. And, you know, to this day, Tom, every time I hear a siren, <laughs> I want to go see what's going on every single time. I mean, it could be the most innocuous thing. If a police car goes the other way by me with the siren, <laughs> all I want to do is chase. Well, and it's funny. I, th I wonder if that's the same thing with the hamster is that maybe <clears throat> if the hamster gets fed after it gets on the, the wheel and runs, then it'd be like, oh, okay. Every time I every time I hear a siren, I think I'm going to go out and get the good story, which means I'm going to get the front page lead, which means I'm going to get more affirmation stories and more right. you know affirmation. And I'm sure it happens in a lot of fields. You know, you, you, if you if you're doing sales and you make a big sale and you spent you know you traveled to. Seattle and you pitched your thing and you went to the Seattle Seahawks game with the person over the weekend and then you had dinner and then Monday morning you you nail this big sale. Next person comes along and they're in Kansas City. Well, we're going to the football game. We're going to go out afterwards on Sunday and I'm going to fly back and make it back to my office Monday morning. It, it's easy to do or you leave, you spend 10 hours all night preparing your slides for your big annual meeting with your staff, it goes really well. So now you're conditioned. I got to spend 10 hours prepping for the meeting. That's just the way it is. Yeah. And yeah. anyone who went to college learned that you've got to cram for the test. You got to prep for the test. And so we, we almost in some ways societally encourage this hamster wheel. I've it's very it's only been last maybe five, 10 years. Maybe it's me just being exposed to it. Maybe it was out there all along. But last five or 10 years, there's actually been a real move towards less is more. Right. The the what the four hour workday and some of those things where it's like you can you don't have to work the 40 hours if you you could actually be successful in 20 hours, or I have a client that I'm always saying to him, you know, he's doing big projects. He, he just won a big bid that his company said, you'll never win this big bid. And he puts it in his company, gets this huge bid. And he's like, yeah, I've got, you know, I've got all these other things I have to do to, this week. I'm really tired. I'm like, you do realize that you, you did the single most important thing for the year. You might want to chill out for the rest of the week. Go in, check your email. But, and he felt like he honestly didn't feel like he had accomplished anything. I'm like, time out. You're telling me you got a huge bid that your company said will never get this bid. This is like a game changing bid for your company. And he couldn't see it. All he could see is 
it's the next day and I'm not real. I'm really exhausted. I'm like, yeah, I bet. <laughs> well, maybe he wasn't getting the words of affirmation that would have helped that <clears throat> if they were just like, oh, congratulations. Great. This is awesome. And then they just moved on. When's the next one? Right. Might not have been the, you know, the way that it was seen. And I think that's, you know. But ultimately, doesn't it come from within him? May, I, I think. In, I, I mean, that's what, I believe me, I'm the first words of affirmation guy you're going to find. You know that about me. But I'm trying very hard more and more to affirm myself. Yes. And I think, because you've evolved, Bob. I think there's a lot of other people. Thank who you, Tom. That might haven't. be the nicest thing you've ever said to me. I think there are plenty of people that would be out there going, yeah, if only. Well, I think that um, if you don't stop to think about it, like the hamster, you're just like, oh, my legs are tired. And the only way I'm going to get fed is if I get on that wheel and run. That's what you're going to do. The only way, if he feels like the only way he is going to get any affirmation is if he goes out and gets whatever the next big bit is. And I think that's, we become conditioned to that is that it's never, it's almost never enough. <clears throat> so well, and he's worried about his job. He's, he's yeah. not looking at going, I did this great thing. He's going, I need to do the next great thing. Correct. And you say I evolved. The funny thing is I've been in the workforce full time for over 35 years. So that evolution didn't come quickly and didn't come easily. If I well, have evolved, I think I have moments of evolution, but not. And that's the part to me that's kind of alarming. That we become so conditioned, it's really hard to break. And if I really were evolved in this, I would have probably said to myself about 5 p.m. Saturday, hey, you know what? You've done enough. You need to let go. And if I really played my cards right, thinking this through logically, I would have worked this weekend on it and I would have taken off today because there are reasons to take off today. Uh, well, I think that's the thing is the question. And I can't is, do that. What did I tell you? I've got a busy afternoon. Yes. Because Bob's got to be busy on weekdays from eight to five because if he's not, he's not doing his job. Well, and here's the thing to maybe think about. It's one of the things that I've tried to do. Is I've tried to have very cold. It I'm never sorry? gets cold. And it's my coffee is really cold today. You need an insulated. Oh. oh, don't sorry. Don't like cold coffee. You should put ice in it. Then it's iced coffee. Isn't that better? I've never had iced coffee. It doesn't even. It's funny because people want their coffee hot, and now people who want it cold. Right. Yet, just like you, if they had hot coffee that got cold, they wouldn't want that. Right. They want coffee that started out cold. And this is real coffee, by the way. Yes, it's um hazelnut flavored, but there's nothing in it. It is straight coffee. No frappuccino, no, no macchiato, no sugar, no sweetener. It's straight coffee because the, some of the people I know that drink coffee, they're definition of coffee is quite a stretch i would argue that sugar and creamer with a little douse of coffee for laughs okay because when you serve them real coffee they're like are this you, is oh i don't like this are you <laughs> okay. judging them huh are you judging them i am yes okay so do you have your one thing 
I do. I was going to share one thing first. Oh, well, by all means. Uh, would be that about your Mondays. One of the things I've tried to do is keep Mondays quiet. Not sched not a lot of scheduled things. Because I know I'm prone to sometimes work on the weekends. Or with my other role, I definitely am working on the weekend a lot. And, and so it's nice to be like, okay, if I'm feeling tired, I've recognized that I have done some other things. And so Mondays are a good day to not feel like, oh, I got to be in at eight, or I got to be in at seven to do the show. And then I got meeting after meeting after meeting after meeting. I know that really doesn't work very well for me anymore. Something for you to consider. Or okay. maybe you give up working on the weekends. I don't know. That'd because be you're not willing to, you know, I think it's one of those things that you have to realize what works for you. Right. If you, or what you're, and if you're feeling that uh, it's a weekday, I have to work from nine to five. Okay. That means that um, you can't work on weekends. We'll talk more about this over the course of the week. I, that there's actually a method to my madness, believe it or not. And I'll explain it because it's part of the hamster wheel. Okay. So what's your one thing? I think my one thing is that you probably feel this way far more often than you realize. And that awareness is really important as you think through it. And just if I could give people one suggestion for today, you know, think about when you feel like you're just overwhelmed. Whether you feel like you're drowning, you feel like you're doing the same thing over and over and having no better results, just start to, to see it. Because when we started talking about this topic a week or so ago, I started to notice how many times I felt that way. You know, I was at a networking event last week and I was like, this is just the same thing over and over and over and over and over. How do I break this chain? Because it's, it's, it, it's, Diminishing results. And logging time doesn't mean results. Not necessarily. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. I like that. All right. So I think mine is that I don't think that we even recognize that we're feeling this way. Because I think it's something that we've just become conditioned, as you said earlier, to do over and over and over again. Okay. The hamster. It's. It, I went to bed and I woke up. I guess I got to get on back on this wheel and run. Because then I'm going to get fed. And I think it's the same for us is that we just get in the, these habits, this routine, and we become conditioned that this is what we do, that every weekday from nine to five, I have to be working or else I'm not doing my job. So we just keep doing it. No matter what happens at night, no matter what happens on the weekends, we still keep doing it because this is what we've been conditioned to do, whether it is providing us the results or not that we desire. And it's, and as you said also earlier, it's hard to get off of that wheel, right? <clears throat> Slowing down on a treadmill when you're going fast is not easy. Fortunately, they usually have arm guards that you can hold on to. Um, I don't know that we have those in our business. Well, I think I do know where they can be. Okay. All right. But in the short term, if you're someone, would you please put up that slide, Tom? We if you're someone who's trying to figure out where you might find armed guards in the short term before we talk through that topic later this week, we have our Get Real, Get Results, Make More Money program 
Are you ready to get real? Now, real isn't just about getting real. It's about recognizing, evaluating, activating, and learning. Four steps that Tom and I have been using to be really uh, focused on how to accomplish things, how to take your next step. How You guys should see this. Tom's looking like he saw I was in a box there and wanted to see me get out of it. <laughs> Because we do, I wish I wrote these down some days. But if you're a business owner or a leader, this is an opportunity to solve some of these riddles that you've been having. It's hard to do things by yourself. It's hard to work within yourself. But what we see is when we work with people, give them an outside perspective, ask them questions to help them figure out what's going on for them. We don't solve the riddle for you. We just help you solve your own riddle. If that's something you're trying to do and you've just hit your head against the wall or you feel like the hamster on the wheel, we want to talk to you. Contact Tom or me or go to renegadesuccessnetwork.com. You will thank yourself. Start the week off, boom, with something that you can be really proud of. Make that call. Yes. All right. And if you have one thing, uh, uh, your one thing for today about feeling stuck on a hamster wheel, please feel free to put it in the comments. Um, if you listen to the podcast, we know that unfortunately you don't have the ability to comment. And so we would encourage you then to go to our Sculpt Your Business Facebook group. Join it. You can become and share your thoughts and ideas there, as well as gain from the thoughts and ideas shared by others. So we look forward to seeing you in that group. If not, we will see you tomorrow morning, 7 a.m.-ish Eastern time for our next episode of Today's Antidote. Hey, whatever you do, folks, embrace the renegading you. You're going to thank yourself. It's so worth it. Perfect way to start your Monday. <clears throat> Yes, indeed. All right, everyone, go out and enjoy your day. We will see you soon.